You are Locked On Indians, your daily Cleveland Indians podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest edition of Locked On Indians. Uh, again, no one uh, told me about the condensers, so tell me if over the last two days you've noticed good or bad. Let me know. I know I promised I was going to come out and do all-time Indian center field today, but uh, that was partially because I didn't think we'd have as much news at this point, and we actually have some news, and... I'm not going to bury the lead here. Uh, the Braves are a publicly are owned by a publicly traded commodity, commodity company, Liberty. Uh, I'm blanking on the full part right now. That's not the important part. The important part is they're one of the only teams, especially in baseball, that kind of hides the money. We don't know what teams do that has to release their money. They have to show the trail. So we get information that we can then use to go through and kind of see what is the Indian situation? How does it compare? How are the Indians kind of getting to where they are? And when I was working on that information, it was, I was sitting there plugging in a Google sheet, kind of doing what I could by hand, figuring things out. And at the end of the time, when I got to a comparison point and there was a $500,000, under a $500,000 difference, we're talking about hundreds of millions, I went, oh crap, we're onto something here. So I think that is definitely worth looking at. But I also think while it's an oh crap, we're onto something, it's also pointing out, uh, Oh, okay. This is there's some shade here, some shadiness. So that's going to be a, a decent part of the show today. We also want to talk about Emmanuel Classe, um, how concerned we should be with his injury. We're going to have a little bit more fun with our geo tags of the show, and we'll just kind of go from there. I'm going to start with the geo tags, as that's become a popular thing on Twitter. Uh, Andy Dubois, Dubois at D E B C I S E, who often helps me sense me pronunciations, because as you all know, my pronunciation is crud. So he was downloading from Portland, just one. Well, yeah, probably. If you're downloading every day, and I think you are, and I really appreciate that and want to give a shout out and thank you to him for doing that. Uh, In the last month, we've had 25 downloads from Portland. Now, I will say, actually, you're probably not the only one because in the last month, I have not been broadcasting every day and there's weekends. So going from January 26th to February 26th, we might have two in Portland. You are not alone. Uh, close to Portland's total is Forest Grove, Newburgh, uh, and then in single-digit downloads, which means probably somebody here or there downloaded once or twice, Carvalis, Newport, Boardman, and Bend. Uh, so that is how we are shaping up when you kind of get to, and you're looking at uh, the, the Oregon. If you the, For the Oregon fans out there, in terms of downloads, um, let me pull up the overall. You know, our overall downloads per state is uh, Ohio kind of dwarfs everyone then florida north carolina california pennsylvania that is our top five uh so pennsylvania six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteenth oregon is thirteenth um currently one more than wisconsin which is the state i'm currently living in so not so uh pretty good returns in oregon so yeah we'll uh we'll take some fun there now that we've kind of had that fun with geotags let's switch over to the manual class a story now he has a tight lat which was kind of just reported as he's, you know, has a tight lat, not as a big deal. Now it is, he's going to get a precautionary MRI on that. Um, the, the discomfort, the MRI was actually yesterday that at some point today we'll get results. And that's going to be important because, you know, I think 90% of the Kluber deal was class A. I do think they, you know, first as like Shields is a pure uh, salary dump. I don't think that's the case anymore. The more you dig into the shields and you look at some of that advanced data that we find on Baseball Savant, the things like his ability as a defender and his overall speed score, 
make him a guy that they're going to probably use as a defensive weapon. Uh, I think that's that's where his value is going to be. So I do think DeShields was a player they wanted. Uh, I've kind of changed my tune on that. But if Class A, who you know is a big high-velocity guy, and there's always my concern with high-velocity guys that at some point surgery is going to come, uh, especially ones kind of as light as him, we'll see. Hopefully this is something very minor with his lat. But keep your eye on it because all of a sudden that Kluber deal could have netted almost no help for next year if this does become something more serious. Uh, but we are go- going to hope and pray this is more of a Carrasco situation where he will just be fine, but it's going to take him a little bit of uh, time to get there, a little bit of rest. So that is the Class A situation. So let's let's sit back and talk about money. Um Amounts of money that I am thinking anyone listening to this podcast will never get to experience. Uh, no offense to anyone, but you know when we talk about the Braves, and it was announced today that uh, as a team, they made last year uh, $476 million. Uh, that, that's a really good amount. Now, what we know about the Braves is you know, there was 83, $83 million from their TV deal. We know that $340 million of that went to baseball operations. And uh, they had uh, some of that revenue was from development, which I'm not entirely sure. Like, is that from like renting the space and using it if a concert comes through? Is it from other things they own relating to that? But the 476 million is how much the Braves made a year ago. Now they actually um, recorded, I think, a loss when I was looking through the data. I'd have to pull it all up because they also have still some uh, things they're doing in terms of. I think well over $100 million in uh, construction and some other things they did to the areas. They do have that stadium that is new. So there is that on their side of things. But having that $476 million, having that TV contract gives us a pretty good outline um, to kind of start putting things together. So I started with that. and Well, actually what I started with is all the information I could pull and grab. Uh, I think it was important. I pulled the attendance. I pulled average ticket prices. I pulled television deals. And television deals are where things get a bit shaky. And we'll kind of discuss all of this in the second half of the show about how I started ripping numbers apart and trying to find, you know, baseball we don't know. And for as much as the Indians want to cry poor, how poor are they? You know, they have a stadium that they have done some uh, updates on over the last few years. But it's still, you know, a stadium that was essentially free to them. It's, there's no money involved uh, with that. It was part of the city built a stadium, and then the Jacobs uh, own, uh, ownership grouping, the brothers there, got to sell the stadium to someone else, even though they didn't pay for it to be built. Yay, tax money for stadiums. But so, you know, the stadium is not a huge cost for them, unlike the Braves, where it's a new construction. We're going to kind of, in the second half of the show, we're going to dive into all these numbers. I'm going to talk about attendance. We're going to talk about TV deals. And I'm going to explain what made me go, oh, wow, in a moment. So just uh, sit back, listen to our sponsors, try them out, uh, tell them we sent you. I don't know how, but uh, yeah, that's all the help with sponsors is a good thing. So let's start with attendance, a hot button issue for the Cleveland Indians. The Indians' attendance last year was 1,738,647. Not great. Uh, I don't currently have open all the attendance. Or do I? I think I do have that open. I'm lying. Let me pull it up over here. Uh, Maybe I got rid of it. Whatever. The Indians' attendance was not great. 
the Braves were a top 10 team in attendance, and they had almost a million more fans at 2,655,100. Now, what I found interesting as I was going through research and looking for things, the average cost of a Braves ticket is $29.44. The average cost of an Indians ticket is $31.16. So the Indians cost more, and that's over the last two years, we have seen a jump in Indians ticket costs. So the Indians cost more, the Braves are a little bit cheaper. And when you get down to the money of it all, if you just take, now this is far from an ideal science, let's be honest, but if you multiply their total ticket sales by the the average ticket price, the Braves ended up last year making, I gotta put in all the little commas in my mind, $23,990,059.28 more than the Indians last year on average. So you're looking at about a, $24 million difference in attendance. Uh, you know, that's that's a, a big amount, but it's not maybe as much as you'd expect for a team that was outdrawn by a million fans. And it is one of those things you have to kind of be honest right now. Like, attendance revenue is not the biggest percentage of the pie anymore. That is not the big deal when it comes to these teams. That's not where they're making most of their money anymore. There was a point in time, and yes, attendance is important. If the Indians had a million more fans, well, maybe they'd have another... 24 million to spend on tickets, but unlikely it'd probably be another 20. But still, um, I'm not saying don't go to games, saying support the team because I do think higher attendance would lead to higher payroll. But the plain and simple fact is it's not as big of a percentage as we are kind of led to believe. So let's get into the second part TV contracts. The Braves don't have a great one, they're going to make 83 million. You look at the Phillies, they're at I think 100 million. You look at a team like with the Dodgers, are well over 200 million with theirs. And while I say the Braves isn't a great one at $83 million, the Indians have one of the worst ones in baseball. They make, it was a 10-year, $400 million contract. Now, to say that it's $40 million a year is extremely disingenuous because, yes, they signed a 10-year, $400 million contract, but at the same time, the Dolans made a sports channel for the Indians and then sold that off as well, and then that channel was basically mothballed. So... Yes, they signed a two separate contracts. One was for $400 million for 10 years, and the other was $230 million to buy out uh, the other uh, channel. So really, it was more like $630 million, but I have a feeling that instead of that $230 million going back into the Indians, that was pocketed. That was just a pure profit move. I doubt that went back into the Indians. It should be. The Indians should be at closer to $63 million, which would still be a terrible deal. And the reason why... You know, that's a terrible deal. Is the Braves at $83 million is not a good deal. And, you know, Kevin Kleps does some great, great work over on uh, Crane business, Crane's business. And he has, this is an older article. This is from two years ago, but it's still, um, if you want to look it up, Tampa Bay's reported TV deal makes Indians' agreement with STO seem like a bargain. And he does some great stuff with business. And at the time, what was it? Tampa signed a deal that was going to give them uh to about 50 million in 2033 or no maybe it's I'm sorry 82 million they would get 82 million a year which is closer to what the Braves get uh while the Indians are making less than half of that if we don't include selling of the network which we really should include but I don't think actually got back to the team now what's interesting there is the Indians at the time I mean the Indians attendance may not be high but a lot of people watch Indians games it is a big primetime rating uh, back in 2017, they were the number one team in primetime rating, which makes their TV deal in some respects extremely valuable, one of the more valuable ones, because 
it's something people are going to actually watch. And, you know, there is some flipping around, but people are, are watching the game. And sports events tend to have better, you know, you can sell a commercial a lot easier with a sporting event than you can with other things. And it's also the area where people are not cutting their cords is to watch sports. So the Indians having such high uh, primetime ratings makes them extremely valuable. Um, the Indians market is bigger than Tampa's, they point out in here. Um, so at the end of the day, you know, the Indians, what they do is so much more valuable than Tampa's. If Tampa's is 83, one can make a legitimate case. Cleveland should be making a hundred million plus for the, uh, for what they provide in terms of, you know, viewership and size of market. But at the end of the day, they are at 40 million and, that really shows it's not attendance that is killing the Indians. It is a horrible TV deal that was signed and made by the Dolans. And even if they took that $230 million and put that all into the Indians, uh, it's still a $63 million deal. And honestly, one can make a case the Indians deal should be twice that. Um, it should be definitely higher, um, but it should be significantly higher. So while attendance has an effect... It is not so much attendance, but the TV deal that is really where they're losing the most amount of their revenue, uh, being less than half of the Braves or the Rays. And this is where things kind of get fun. So when you add the average of the TV deal, at, or so you have the average attendance numbers I figured out, and then you put in the TV deals, and we put those together. So for the Braves, it's... Let's put all of my commas in. Uh, 161166144 And for the Indians, that's $94,176,084.72. Now let's subtract those two numbers from each other. And the difference between those two numbers, this is just the attendance and the TV, is $66,990,059.28. Now let's go over to projected payroll for these teams, okay? So I use sports track for this. The Braves are projected at 150564375 The Indians are projected at $84,016,834. When you subtract the Braves from the Indians, you're left with 66547541 So now let's take the total amount of what I projected from last year's ticket sales and from last year's uh, TV revenue, um, if we leave the Indians at an expected TV revenue of $40 million, which I, again, think is disingenuous, but we'll leave it that way. And you subtract the, the total money just from tickets and TV revenue from the difference between the two teams' um, projected salaries. And the difference is $442,518, $442, which to me is fascinating. So... Just by doing average ticket sales times total tickets sold, adding that to the yearly TV uh, revenue, and then subtracting those two differences and subtracting the payroll differences, that is exactly basically the difference in payroll. The difference in payroll between the Braves and the Indians is the difference in TV and the difference in attendance. That's it. Uh, the, the problem I have with this is, one, uh, again, I feel like it's very uh disingenuous to just use the same word again I think it's it's not a good look that uh, the 230 million they made by having a frankly mediocre at best TV network 
uh, basically using the fact that they had bought the Indians to immediately make a network and then sell that network, but not counting that in the money, which they don't. When you look at things about like TV revenue, it's listed as 400, you know, the 40, 40 million a year. So that's, you know, my first problem, because I just think that the other 200 plus million should count in that because uh, if you don't buy the Indians, you're not getting that money. And they got that money as part of their TV deal because they agreed to sell the network. It was treated as two separate deals. It should be treated as one. But sadly, that's just not the case. So we're going to treat it as one. Uh, I know I'm sticking very hard at this point, but it does kind of annoy me. The second one is the fact that when you look at what's happening with the Atlanta Braves, um, they are paying a little bit more money in terms of things like upkeep and changes as they're doing their area. So this could also be balanced out with things like, you know, revenizing merch, revenizing of, uh, wow, of merchandising. Uh, and the fact that, you know, merchandising is probably a little more expect, or they're, they're making a little more, the Braves are, just because, um, you know, they made the postseason. It had been the first time for them in a while making the postseason, and I'm sure it brought, you know, kind of some of those fair weather fans back. I am not calling Braves fans fair weather. I'm saying every fan base has a strong base of fair weather fans innately to them. That's just the way that baseball works if we're being 100% honest with each other. So, yes, the Indians likely did not make as much money as the Braves did. You know, if we're just going to dive into this, the Indians' monetary was very unlikely to match the Braves' monetary in terms of the revenue made last year. Um, and that isn't just solely based on things like the the TV revenue and things like that. Even if we get rid of that, uh, you know, $67 million difference between what I project as attendance and TV revenue. Uh, the Braves probably still made more than the Indians. But the Indians, again, I will stand, I think, probably cost themselves less money uh, in terms of how many things they have on the outside, how many extra drains. Um, I think that they also probably um, benefit in a few other ways from being in a smaller market and their share of taxes and the like. Though, then again, I mean, when you look at all the tax breaks that occur in Atlanta for things like film and stuff, I mean, this is this is beyond my depth. But uh, I can't say. But I, I do think that really the interesting takeaway is, at least for me, the Eureka was realizing that basically the difference between projected Indians and Braves payroll is exactly the difference between TV deals and attendance revenue. And that just comes down to, it, even if the Dolans want to, even I'm calling them the Dolans, it's it's one. Even if Dolan wants to, you know, talk about issues with the economic structure, it's his fault. Like, he's the guy who negotiated a really poor deal. You know, for someone whose family has been known to be in cable, I know he's a lawyer, um, but there are ties. And, you know, I remember when they started the network, that was one of the things I remember seeing people talk about. The fact that the Indians don't have that extra money to spend because their TV deal is bad is that's on ownership. Um, that can't be one of those things where they cry foul about their bad TV deal. When you negotiate that TV deal, you don't get to then complain about that TV deal. Um, yeah, the Indians made a poor choice. Uh, and that's what's gotten us to where we are today, where, I mean, an $84 million payroll is just atrocious. If we jump over to, to sports track again, that is 25th in baseball. Kansas City, it is interesting. There's a massive drop-off after the Indians at $84 million. 
Kansas City's at 69. Uh, Tampa's at 60, which is interesting that the Rays are that low. The the one caveat I will say with anything involving the Rays is that's likely going to start increasing very soon with arbitration-eligible players. Um, then comes the Pirates at 51, the Marlins at 46, and the Orioles at 45. The league average, if you're curious, is $130 million. And your high-end team is the New York Yankees at 246, followed by the Dodgers at 218. The Houston Astros are the last team to break 200 at 205. Running out the top five, you have the Cubs and the Red Sox. So that's that's kind of just you know looking at financials. Maybe I'm making too much of a big deal of it. Maybe it's not as much of a eureka to others as it is to me. But again, I don't know. When, when numbers come that close, I just find it really interesting. So... I just, uh, yeah, I just want to end on that again, that uh, I think that you can just directly see that one of the big things holding back the Cleveland Indians in terms of payroll is attendance is a bit of a straw man. Like, yes, better attendance would certainly help and certainly allow for more fan investment. But really, the thing that's hurting the Indians more than anything else was a poorly negotiated uh, television contract. That television contract hurts more than any attendance issues. That television contract is a worse uh, has a worse effect on the Indians than anything that occurs with attendance. I still would like to see more fans. I would like to see the Indians not amongst the worst teams in attendance. I get the feeling this year they're going to battle for that bottom spot, and we'll have to see. But at the end of the day, you can't help but dive into the numbers and see that uh, attendance is a minor issue that... It does have some ramifications, certainly. I mean, when we look at those numbers, it's $26 million difference. I mean, maybe the Indians would have an extra $15 million to spend if they had an extra million fans. But, uh, yeah, TV, that's that's kind of the big thing. I hope you enjoyed this kind of dive with numbers. I know it can be hard to visualize, but I didn't want to speak them. I'll share a document, and I'll do some tweets later. Um, I'm hoping Friday's show, we're going to dive into the all-time team as long as nothing else comes up. We will also spend some time kind of looking around uh, at some final news of the week, things like that. I'll be taking a few more questions. I know I have one sitting on Facebook from uh, Saul Zellner, and I, I promise I am paying attention. I'm just trying to find the moments to get there. I want to thank everyone again for listening, um, giving me kind of a place to talk about something like this that I find so fun and so fascinating. Tell me what you think. I want to hear. Well, I was so excited to talk about this. Was this interesting? Or am I just an oddball and this was not uh, as interesting to the fans? So, again, I really want to hear how sound quality sound the last two days. I really need to know about that. Just do I keep this condenser on? Is this condenser doing anything um, to make it better for you guys to listen? And to our random flights of fancy like this, like was this an interesting show? Was this not an interesting show? This is the first show where I'm kind of like this is a must-listen show. To me, I was like this is really cool, but it may not be to everyone else, and that's why I need that feedback. So please any and all feedback. I appreciate it. I really do. I look at it. Uh, you know, I, I went and saw the feedback with the pronunciation issues and I corrected them and pointed out feedback is very important. Uh, also, if you want me to do some geolocation stuff with where you're from, let you know how it's, it's trending, you know, we can look anywhere, uh, where that is out there. So let me know about that. And also hit me up with the questions from the mailbag. I need some mailbag stuff for probably next week and additionally i need some mailbag draft questions for my uh, a mailbag piece over on scouting baseball again you guys help drive this show so give me that feedback really looking forward to it after this one and as always go tribe <laughs>